And also, I've just realised as well, Valentine's Day, James, you must have done something. Oh, yeah, I did. We had a night, we had a dinner. Oh, did you? Just self-made it ourselves, chilled in the house, had the fire going. And what was what was the meal in question? Lamb. You made it yourself? Slaughtered some little baby <laughs> sheep. <laughs> Ate them raw. <laughs> I'm sure you did them justice, but that sounds great. It was a good, it was a good one. Nice meal. I had an airport sandwich, which was great. Oh. Really, really tasty, like solid four out of ten. That must be like one of your best Valentines as ever. It was, I mean, it's up there with all the other ones I've, I've spent by myself. And uh, I also did that really disappointing thing where you are picking up some water. You think, I'm going to be healthy. I can see the Coke there. I can see the Fanta. I can see the Coca-Cola as well. I'm just going to go for the water option. And then you take it to the counter. You pay for it. You sit down. You realize you picked up sparkling water. Oh, no. Ah. You're not European. You don't like sparkling water. It's just, I, I, I don't understand it. What? It's fizzy lemonade without any taste. No, it does taste. It just tastes weird. It do- exactly. And I was, it was just very sad. And then I, I, I sat there and thought, well, the happy Valentine's Day to me. I mean, at least you had something bubbly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could, I, I could think of other things that that could have been as bubbly mm-hmm. in in my hands. Oh, you could. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I've I've no idea, but basically that's that's how I spent my uh, my February fourteenth. And but now I'm here. We're but we're back for all of three days, and then I and then I leave again. Yay! I would also say that life is so much better when it's sunny. Yeah. Madrid was just you know we we you're working really really hard you know full on days, but then you leave and it's blue skies and it's warm, and you we sat outside myself and my colleague. We had a beer. We're like man. This is great. And then you realise it's February and you're thinking, this is even better. <laughs> Scotland would be even better. I know people say this all the time. Scotland is its best when it's sunny and people are happy. Certainly, I do like it when people are happy more than I like it when people are sad. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm, I mean, yeah, that's. I'm surprised you but said currently that. Currently, I've got a good little bit of rain noise going on. Like, there's just rain landing on there. I've got a flat roof above me right now and you get a lot of rain noise. Nice. It's probably coming through on the podcast, to be honest. So enjoy that, everybody. Seesaw Parade episode 157 is here for you. My name is Colin and he is James. Yep. And thank you for listening uh, to the longest running season one in the history of media i'm not so sure about that but you know well it's worth claiming how many season ones do you know which are in season one with 157 episodes well no this is season one's only got 57 we had the pilot season oh of course oh you're right okay well i I apologize well still don't mislead the people season one with 57 episodes that's quite a lot of episodes for a season I'll, i'll grant you that i think we should just keep aiming for like the really niche usps like the longest running opening season of any podcast so we can really you know first of all scotland's least old podcast that's a pretty good claim to fame this one also is is a really great unique selling point people will see that and be like yeah. wow these are all poster worthy for when we unleash our advertising campaign the longest running season one of any scottish based podcast there you go <laughs> boom found it yeah okay thank you for tuning in 
Thank you for everybody who's got in touch at Parade on Twitter, at Parade on Snapchat, and Parade at gmail.com, where we've been asking you to send in your reviews yes. of things you've watched. Absolutely. And boy, we have, a, we have a good one for you today. We do. A review of Lego Movie 2 from an actual child. The perfect audience. As opposed to, a, let's say, a 27-year-old man watching Lego Movie 2. On his own eating mini eggs. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so seven-year-old Nathan McLeod, who is my nephew, has kindly sent in a review of Lego of the second Lego movie. So we will hear from him later in the show. Are you excited for that, James? I am. I'm, I'm excited and I'm expecting to be charmed. Okay, good. Uh, we've also got some news about uh, Will Smith's Blue Genie in Aladdin, uh, Breaking Bad, Tolkien, Batman, Bandersnatch, Albert Finney, the Oscars. Uh, and the Mars rover, which has finally gone to sleep. It's kaput. Which is incredibly sad. It's like Wally all over again. I know. Right, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. Let's start, though, with the news that President Trump has declared, or is to declare, a national emergency. He's using his emergency powers to build the wall on the US border with Mexico. Uh, now... Building the wall was obviously a key pledge mm-hmm. of his campaign. The Democrats now are describing the move of using the emergency powers as a gross abuse of power. James. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I think the Democrats might be onto something here. <laughs> Maybe. You know, like pretending there's an emergency just to build a big wall to get some street cred. Although the silver lining, of course, is that I, I think, if I'm correct, the emergency procedure that he's, that he's doing here means that they'll be using military funds to build the wall, which probably means that they'll be building less bombs and guns. Well, I mean, that is a silver lining, yeah. if that's the case. Either that or they'll just, like, fire, like, 2,000 people. <laughs> yeah, which which is, which is not great. I mean, if just for a bit of context, this is off the back of the government shutdown, the longest in history, and to avoid a second one, because the two sides... Democrats and Republicans were failing to agree on the border wall funding. Trump has decided, actually, I'll sign the bill that's going through the houses, but also I'm going to use this emergency power so I can get both the wall and my bill through. It's perfect. It's the perfect plan. Definitely can't go wrong. What kind of precedent does this set? for politics in, in the United States, would you say? Well, I reckon it's going to show them that they probably need to change the way they work pretty soon, you know, just in case another terrible president comes along. They probably want to have more checks and balances. You're, you're right. And also, does this mean that the president can just do it whenever he doesn't get his way? He's just like, oh, man, that bill didn't pass. Okay, great. This is a, this is a national <laughs> this emergency. This is a national emergency. Oh, no. Therefore, I win. What bill, what bill would you... Or what would you do with your emergency power, Colin? Potentially, you know, just, just so I could enforce broadcasts, whether that be, you know, let's say, a podcast or a TV show. Oh, wait, no, you know what? Less selfishly, I would use my, my powers to declare an, a state of emergency over anti-vaxxing. Oh. And I would outlaw it. What do you mean? To prison with them all. They're making the measles come back. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I just saw this, actually. There was hundreds of protesters in, I want to say, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Despite the fact there's been a huge measles outbreak, they all come out and say, nope, don't vaccinate our kids. No, because it's definitely, the vaccines are bad. Don't do it. It will totally make them autistic. 
who cares about the fact that measles are incredibly contagious and kill people? Yeah, I mean, it's just we we we've got the potential to eradicate all these things, but instead we're letting some rando celebrities tell us how to, how to live our lives. Oh well, yeah, I outlaw that rather than make everybody listen to my podcast. Okay, well, well, let's let's leave that for now. Let's talk about uh, Shemima Begum. She is a 19-year-old woman who is a UK citizen who left the country in 2015 to go to Syria yep. to join ISIS. To join them, not to, like, fight them or anything. Yeah, 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 to, to, to join them. She's yeah. now pregnant, mm-hmm. and her family have called on the UK government to bring her back into the country ah. urgently for the, for the sake of the unborn child. Mm-hmm. I believe she's saying herself that she has no regrets yeah. about what she's done, but she just wants to come have her child here. In, in, indeed. So she's currently in a refugee camp in Syria, and the Home Secretary of the UK, Sajid Javid, has earlier said that she could face charges if she returns, if she's allowed back at all. Uh-huh. James, this is this is a difficult situation. I'm going to put you on the spot. Where do you stand with this? Would you let her back in? I reckon, I reckon you can let her back in, but she's got to face them charges, right? If she's done some some stuff that could land her in jail, if she comes back here, then sure, just come back. But like, put her in jail. Like she's a danger, right? She's supporting a terrorist group. A huge one. A notorious one. With a goal of, like, a lot of bad things. So just, like, you know. Yeah. Keep her away from the people for a while until she's safe for all of us to be around. It is difficult. I've just been reading earlier today that the fact that she left when she was 15 had apparently been groomed by an IS fighter. Uh, married said person has had two kids who both died. Oh, boy. But you're right. She has said she has no regrets about leaving. Yeah. And as much as, and this is the difficulty because you've got the balance of do we give people a second chance or do we say you've made your bed, lie in it? A second chance comes when you say, yeah, I regret my decision and I wouldn't do it again. Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't seem like she is saying anything like that. I don't know. If she wants to give us a call and say, yo, actually, (laughs) I'm kind of sorry for all the things I did. You know, kind of a real bad decision I made when I was a kid. I'm not a kid anymore. (laughs) Can I come back? I'm like, cool, yeah. Okay, interesting. Again, it, people off Seesaw Parade listening right now, if you have an opinion, let us know. Get in touch. Tell us we're wrong. Yeah, even if your opinion's bad, <laughs> let us know. Free speech country right here. And talking of getting in touch, it's time for what have we been watching this week? James, <gasps> tell me first of all, before we get to our uh, guest reviewer for the episode, what have you been watching this week? I got a question to kick us off the what have we been watching this week section. Okay. Is it possible to to claim that I have been watching a book? Because uh, I read I read a whole book. Oh, really? Yeah, I read I read um, in Cold Blood. Okay. The the classic, the modern day classic. That is the 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 book that brought on the whole genre of like true um true novel. Okay. Well, can I can I just say at this point? Yeah, we can we can we can move into book reviews for the first time. But this is also now we're, we've strayed from mainstream films and TV shows into anime, and now we're into books. Like, what's the next stage? You're going. I'm going to talk about the most recently discovered star. Okay. Right. And how I review the naming process of it. Is that that's that's the next stage? That's the next level. Yeah, I'm calling it. That's that's what I think. That's the clear the clear progression. We could have a spin-off podcast of James's audiobooks. Oh yeah. James reads the alphabets of babies' names. That would be torturous for everybody. Let's do it. <laughs> Me trying to read is embarrassing. It's my second language that I l- learned to read in. Okay. It's slow. Right, before we get to 
Lego Movie 2 and a couple things I've watched. Tell me about this Cold Blood book. In Cold Blood. That one. Sounds great. Well, so it's a it's a it's a true story written very novel like. Okay. So it's got narrative and you follow the characters and it's about the quadruple murder of some unfortunate family in America. Oh man. And following them into the day and then following the investigation and the perpetrators thereafter all the way through to trial and whatnot. I'd say I'm, I'm spoiling it, but it's based off real life events. So there's not really any spoilers here. And I read a chapter. It's basically it's split into four parts. I read the first three parts in a day each. And then I read the last one in two days because it was a bit more dry. But overall, it was a wonderful read. And then I ended up just always feeling real bad for the family. And everybody else in it. Is it a true story? Is it just like inspired by a true story? No, it's not. This is one of those that isn't inspired by, but rather an actual true. Oh, my. Uh, or as true as he could retelling of the events. And did you feel better after you read it? Or would you no, say you no, enjoyed it? No, it? It, was, it was harrowing, but it was a good read. Oh, man. Yeah. The world's the world's a sad place. Do you want to talk about the Lego movie instead? No, I also watched an anime. Okay. <laughs> what? Really? It was, only, it was only half an hour long total. It was like okay. four parts. Nice. Really short. It's called She and Her Cat. Yeah. And it follows the, the I suppose, the entire story of, 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 of a woman and her cat. Tells you about how they met, you know, how they grew up together. The, the, the and she then, and the cat. How did they meet? It's like a date? Well, the, the mom took the cat home. Oh, right. Okay. And was like, here's your cat. I got you a cat. Anywho, <laughs> the story primarily follows this, this young adult struggle with isolation and depression, but through the perspective of her cat who is the narrator <laughs> right okay and genuinely it's like it's a real good depiction of 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 those things of depression of the struggles it's a solid depiction of that and i was surprised and i loved it really good anime i'd love to do for someone to make an anime of that except with me so call it he and his hamster she and her me oh sorry so so then everything was told through the perspective of my hamster you've got a hamster the hamster I had when I was a kid. All right. Which which my dad inadvertently buried alive because he thought it was dead, but it was hibernating. Hibernating. That's also true story. <laughs> exactly. Just remember that I could just imagine the hamster's narrative. It's all getting very dark. I got one issue with this. Actually, that sounds like a real good story. But I got one issue with it. If you're <laughs> going to have a similar thing to this, is that a hamster's lifespan doesn't quite cover enough of a human character's development. <laughs> To make a proper show of it. It was there for my early years, all three weeks of it. Yeah. Fine. Okay, fine. Maybe choose the stick insects or the, I don't yeah, know, the goldfish yeah, yeah. we had. Things they can had... live longer than you think. Goldfish can live for ages. We had goldfish when we were kids and, they, and one of them lived for for years and years. Eventually, it, like half of it died or something and it was floating on its side for about another year. <laughs> it had like a bladder infection or something and then it just, it struggled for its latter years. But you know. Again, I mean, I, I mean, I know it's, I know it's anime, and it's, uh, it isn't based on a true story, a true retelling that this cat has given to the uh-huh. to the illustrator. But I have a problem with how can you, how can, how reliable is a pet's memory to tell a story? Like if it was a goldfish telling the story of his growing up at my side, it would just be the same thing every seven seconds. It was, it would be, oh, Colin walked into the room. Oh, oh, Colin's here. Colin's still well, here. No, I reckon. I reckon you should watch this. It's very short. It's seven minutes per episode. It's charming, and you'll get you'll you'll get feelsies over the cat. You'll get feelsies over the the main character. Right. Is it only half an hour? 
It's yeah. Especially if you skip the credits. The credits are like twenty percent of it. <laughs> I feel I could I could spare that time. Yeah. Maybe I will. Everybody out there, go watch it. It's, it's delightful. Sounds good. Sounds good. Right, let's move on to our guest reviewer of the week. Yes. If you at home have been watching any TV series, if you finished it or have seen a new film this week, then please do send us your audio review as Nathan McLeod has done. Let's hear from him and his review of The Lego Movie 2. Take it it away, kid. Hello, my name is Nathan and I am seven. This week I went to see The Lego Movie 2 with my daddy. Emmett was in it and he was being attacked by by Duplarians. General Sweet Mayhem is the leader of the Duplo army and he says that Queen Whatever is going to marry Batman. Then Batman and Lucy, Benny, Metalbeard and Unikitty are kidnapped and brainwashed. And Emmett has to save them. My favourite bit was an exploding heart and my favourite character was Rex who fetched a crew of uh, dinosaurs. I think Uncle Con would enjoy it. That recommendation for the film It came out of nowhere at the end there. <laughs> I'm surprised the kid's seen it. Wasn't that a lovely review? A really charming... It was, del- it was really nice. In-depth. So much better than I could do. Yeah, you know, we know the favourite moment of the film. We know the favourite character of the film. We know a basic plot summary. What else do we need? Exactly. Wonderful review. I love the fact that his favourite moment was the exploding heart moment because that's my favourite bit of Alien. Oh, yeah. So it'll tie into things you already like very well. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So, Nathan, thank you very much for sending that in. To use a Lego movie word... That was awesome. Ah. And I'm yet to see it, but it's on my list because that review has convinced me. And if you are listening, then I'm sure that has convinced you as well. Yeah, I am, I am far more convinced to watch this than I was by the trailer. Thank you very much. And if, as I say, if you've seen something, please do send it in. Uh, James, I've seen two films. <gasps> wow. Today. Why did you say, oh, today. <laughs> uh, Green Book and If Beale Street Could Talk, both of which ah. nominated in various categories uh, at the Oscars. Which one would you like to hear a, a review of first? If Beale Street Could Talk, please. Right, so If Beale Street Could Talk tells the story of a black couple in the 1970s. The female lead is about to give birth, and the male is in prison for a crime he did not commit, and it follows their relationship over time. It is a beautifully shot film. It's by Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight. Oh, yeah. The Oscar winner from a couple of years ago. That was a good film. When everyone thought it was La La Land, and then suddenly they had a huge, embarrassing mix-up. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They should make a film about that. There's a, I'm sure they will. But this is Barry Jenkins' first film since then. So it is visually stunning. The colour scheme, the colour palette, everything pops. It is beautifully done. Oh, but it just it just sort of meanders a little bit. And Moonlight was guilty of that, but you were really engaged in the story of this one kid who then became a teenager, who then became a man. Yeah. With this, you're just, I don't know. I just was waiting for the end. So I enjoyed it, but yeah, it won't win an Oscar. It will lose. Oh, okay. Green Book, though. Green Book, please. Right. I love this. It's just a really good time. It's 
funny, it's entertaining, it's heartfelt, almost made me cry at the end. And do you know how last week I said Christian Bale give him the best actor the best actor award now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna rescind that because <laughs> sorry, Christian Vigo Mortensen. Oh, the guy is oh, yeah? just he he just acts everybody off everybody off the screen except his colleague Marshall Ali. So the two of them give them the awards best actor best supporting actor. I am not surprised at all. Vigo, he's he's just brilliant. He's so good in this film. And he always is. As is Mahershala Ali, I'd be surprised if he loses that, to be honest. I hope he doesn't. I think I think Vigo has more of a fight on his hands to win Best Actor because he's up against some really stiff competition. Well, yeah, it seems to be a pretty good year for, for male acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, I reckon Vigo's getting some of that kudos for being an actor for so long at this point. He's kind of getting the, the, the brownie points for having done a whole lot of real good stuff, but just not quite getting it. The only thing I say that holds him back, the film is good, but it's a very by-the-numbers movie. And that's... that's Your Oscars love that. I know, as opposed to being a criticism, that's more just a, a statement of style. Yeah, that's a choice. It's It's just... It's just a road movie. It's a road movie. Yeah. That's that's what it is. And it's about the white man learning to love people of every skin colour. Yeah. So it tells a bit of a tired trope, but it's just very well done. It's very entertaining. If you get a chance to see it. I've wanted to see this one since, it, since I saw the trailer. This is the one I was most keen to see. Absolutely. If you get a chance to see Green Book, go see it. You'll You'll really enjoy it. I can say that with all certainty. Good stuff. It won't win Best Picture. No. But the acting, yeah, uh, either Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor, or even both, yeah, I could, I can definitely see that happening. So, having now seen Green Book, I've now seen all the Oscar-nominated films for Best Picture. Ah, well done. Bohemian Rhapsody, and a solid last. <laughs> I will be annoyed if, if that wins, and it shouldn't, and I hope it doesn't. Vice, as much as I enjoyed the performances, like I said last week, it's a mess. It's got to be, it's got to be Roma. It, for me, it's got to be Roma. Oh, yeah. It's not the favourite. No, not the favourite. Um, so Roma is the favourite. <laughs> it's, it's between Roma and A Star Is Born in my, in my eyes. The favourite whilst goods had all the funny bits in the trailer. Ah. Uh, shall we just, shall we talk about the Oscar controversy before we move on, by the way? Oh yeah, since we're, since we're mentioning in the Oscars, let's, 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 let's chunk to that story and come back. Right, so, so this is, this is the story that four categories, which are usually televised, it's been announced they're going to be shown during the ad breaks. Well, no, they're going to be not shown during the ad breaks. Well, yeah, well, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to happen while the ads are on. Yeah. As opposed to when they usually are, which is in front of millions of people watching at home. Yeah. So these are, the main two I would say are best editing and best cinematography. Yeah, which, you know, are pretty insignificant parts of the filmmaking process. I can see why you'd remove those. <laughs> exactly. Only the two things which the whole film is glued together with. <laughs> like so, nobody else would win any of their rewards without those exactly. categories. You know, best actor requires someone who can edit well. And the cinematography exactly. to capture the moments. So all these uh, seriously big names in the world of, of, of Hollywood, TV and film have signed an open letter to the Academy to say, guys, sort yourselves out. This is ridiculous. 
You know, they forgot to ask me to sign it, but that's okay. Uh, maybe next time. Where do you stand with us, James? It's the dumbest decision ever. Like, I get it. They're trying to go for ratings. They're going to try and make the show shorter and better. But, like, instead of cutting out awards, cut out the rubbish bits. Like, the presenters <laughs> taking 12 minutes to announce each award. And the dumb little comedy skits and the musical numbers and the exactly the, the, the random old guy that gets to talk for 15 minutes at the end. <laughs> Cut out the, the nonsense and just do the awards, bish bash bosh, you know. If they wanted to do um, something for advertising, chuck in some film trailers that haven't been seen yet. Do what the Super Bowl does. Have your advert slots be a selling point. Make it exclusive. And oh. yeah, that would make so much more sense. But, you know... Sadly, like with many of these stories we discussed, James, other people are running it as opposed to us. I know, right? Why aren't we in charge? I know. Right. Okay, let's move on. Uh, I've got a glut of movie and TV news to get through, so let's just make it speedy before we talk let's about do it. the Wall-E of Mars, starting with Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> right. I'm just going to play a very small clip of this before we d- discuss what we just hear. Bring me the lamp. Your life begins now, Aladdin. You really don't know who I am. Genie, wishes, lamp, none of that ringing a bell. Okay, so I would recommend you, if you have yet to see it, Google Will Smith Genie, because this is the first appearance, this is the first full teaser trailer for Aladdin coming out this year. With Will Smith as the blue genie, oh, and man. it is he looks the... like he looks like really well done Play-Doh stop motion. <laughs> do, do you know what he reminds me of? What a couple of things. Do you remember the Scorpion King, like two thousand and two? Oh yeah, like it's that level of animation. It's that level of animation, and it's also you know sometimes I have night terrors and I wake up and I think I see somebody standing in the corner of my oh, room. Yeah. It's 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 that. Yeah. It's it's him. It's so uncanny. It's not okay. And also it's. I just saw him and just thought of Tobias Funke from Arrested Development. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it made you think of all the wrong things. I don't know what it was supposed to make you think of because they definitely don't want you to be thinking about the original genie. Apparently, he will. Let's They're let's just, rebrand. Let's just talk about this. He looks terrible. Looks awful. He sounds like Will Smith, which is also bad. But just explain to me why? Why does he look this bad? Oh, they've tried to CGI him the whole thing. I think it looks like it's a mix of mocap and and acting. And it's terrible. It's almost as if they said, hey, do you want this genie to be blue a la Robin Williams or do we want him to be Will Smith? And the person's just said, yes. Yeah, I'd like that. I would would like that, please. And then they're like, Will Smith, here's the original script and just say the line serve you, please. (laughs) And that's what he did. He just Will Smithed it. And he's run out of cred. I I don't like the guy. I mean, I will hold judgment until I see the movie and I just hope that this reaction, which I'm sure they've seen... Well, yeah, they, they did definitely saw it because they suspiciously released the Frozen trailer <laughs> a day later. Uh, I just hope that they fix it by the time the film comes out. And talking off Frozen... They might. James, nice segue. Frozen 2 has a teaser trailer. Yeah. Frozen 2 or maybe Incredibles the prequel. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I'm not going to play anything because it's essentially just music. Yeah. Why are they superheroes now? Well, yeah. I mean, this is a weird trailer. Like, you got you got Ice Girl, who's basically like... Elsa. Young, white, entitled Frozone. <laughs> you got... You got Mooseman, <laughs> whose superpower is apparently a herd of moose. Yeah, you just can summon moose now. You got, you got the ginger one, who just draws a sword at some point. Yep. 
I don't get it. And a snowman who doesn't melt. And then there's like there's like this this new autumn girl. Is is the third one going to be the summer girl, and then there's going to be the spring girl, and then they're going to have to fight like the anti seasons man. This, I mean, I've seen Frozen, and I enjoyed Frozen once mildly. Yeah, yeah, once, and that was and that was enough. Mild enjoyment one time. But the but the tone of the film was quite light, quite breezy. And it was, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. That's what you expect from Disney. This teaser makes it look like some sort of dark animated Lord of the Rings adventure. Heavy, dark, epic. I'm okay with that. I know, I'm How okay. to Train Your Dragon came out and that was like light and funny and charming. And then How to Train Your Dragon 2 came out and that was dark and heartbreaking. And it worked. So I'm okay with a big change in tone. I just don't understand why they're superheroes now and what are they saving? And why is why is why is Princess Girl trying to run in the ocean? Is she trying to find her dead parents? That's my question. Because they died at the sea. Man, yeah. Go and watch it. Yeah. The vi- I mean, visually, amazing. Looked great. I liked the musical. It didn't I didn't understand how it tied to the film. Mm-hmm. It was a bit over all over the place, the music. But I did like it. Right, two more trailers to get through, one of which came totally out of left field for me. It's Octavia Spencer. Oh yeah, as Ma in a creepy horror film thing. What? Love Ma. Oh, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> How did she get our numbers? You know where the party is. Mm. Those earrings are beautiful, Maggie. You got a sweet mama, huh? Who are you with? Just some kids from school. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. <laughs> Men are dogs. There's something off about Ma. Seriously? Boys, boys, it looks great. It does, doesn't it? Although, it, like, again, it's the whole film <laughs> in short. I mean, we, we say this, I feel like we're, we are repeating ourselves. We are. The trailer is, is the film. Yeah, I know, so if you don't I, like seeing a film before seeing the film, don't go to see the trailer. I can almost guarantee yeah. it ends with said house or basement burning down. There's going to yeah, a big old fire to burn down the house and like Ma's going to get stuck in it. Yeah. She's going to accuse everyone of messing up, messing up her life. You know, usually a, a blaze or inferno. It's not it's not like a light mid mid-film scene. Yeah. It's a finale, it's an ending. Yeah, so basically this film is a revenge story. Yep. Like someone who was an outcast in school is now T- ruining the lives of all her classmates' kids, and that's the movie. In, in a revenge plot uh, to make herself feel popular while it's while it's going on, and yep, that'll be all right. It'll be. I'm assuming it'll be a great film, but I feel like I don't need to see it now. <laughs> and last but not least, the first trailer or teaser trailer for the biopic of J.R. Tolkien Tol- Tol- has Tol- been released with Nicholas Holt. Tol- Tolkien. Tolkien. Tolkien? Tolkien. I feel like I've read this name enough that I should be able to pronounce it. It's J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. Sounds weirder the more you say it, but anyway, Nicholas Holt as Mr. T. (laughs) That's a different guy, as Mr. J.R.R. I mean, there's there's a couple things for me. I just wanted to... I'll I'll ask you first. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm surprised. I thought this was going to be a whole lot more grounded. And it is, and it looks like it's actually going to have some elements of like tying in the stories he's writing to the actual events that inspired them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it looks great. It, it looks really nice. It does. It looks good. I'm interested to see how. I imagine they'll tie in some elements of fantasy as well. Yeah, they have. To. And and I like the way that at the end, the big O for his surname is yeah is basically ring, yeah. was a callback to the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it it looks clever, and they're remembering some important. As like parts of his life, where in like that bit with him watching 
the his his young love love interest dancing in a forest. That's hugely significant for how he wrote the Lord of the Rings lore or the Silmarillion, really. Oh, really? So it looks like it is an actual clever film. They're digging into some important things, and it could, if they ground it well in his story, be really great because his story is really interesting. Okay, time is slipping away, so we're really gonna rattle through these headlines. Let's start with Breaking Bad. The movie is pressing ahead with mm-hmm. Aaron Paul as in Jesse Pinkman yeah. as the main star. Uh, it's Yeah, as following his escape. Yeah, exactly, from about the end of season five. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers, but the show ended in 2013. Come on, catch up. Yeah, you're fine. Oh, what, what, our thoughts on this? Yeah, so we're following his escape and his fight for freedom. I, I, it could be good. They've got yeah. the right people writing it instead of just doing like whatever. So, so that will that good. will be on Netflix, uh, probably I reckon next year. And it's Vince Gilligan who did Breaking Bad. Uh, I am confident that that will turn out nicely. Yeah, me too. Batman. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Ben Affleck has given his first interview as to why he left the project. He was meant to be writing, directing, and starring. Yeah. And he's now stepped away from all three because he told a chat show in America that he sat down with a really great screenwriter, and I quote, I couldn't come up with a new version, I couldn't crack it. Right. That's interesting. So he wanted to, like, revolutionise Batman, and then he couldn't think of anything interesting. And instead of just, like, churning out some mediocre nonsense, he said, no thanks. Yeah, I think it takes some bravery as well to actually admit, I couldn't do it. I tried. Failed. Yeah, as much as I don't currently like Ben Affleck's life decisions, like, that's one that I can stand beside. Okay, talking of bad decisions, DC have announced a horror spin-off from the Aquaman film called The Trench. Ooh, The Trench. So this film is basically That's my addition for the film by the way. It's t- it's taken. You could do the you could do the voiceover for the trailer. Ooh, the Trench. Um it's taken from a scene of the film where there's lots of horror themed monsters in it. There are to be none of the original Aquaman cast in the spin-off. Oh. I don't understand why this so is a- it's in the Aquaman universe, which is like a sub-universe of the DC universe. Yeah, it's a sub. Yeah, it's essentially they're expanding the Aquaman universe, which is part of the DC universe. I don't understand why <laughs> this is a f- why this is a film, James. I don't know. It could be. It could be good. Like the deep. The deep ocean is a terrifying place. So I can stand behind it. This could be a good film if they actually are trying to make something pretty scary. Because. You know, ocean creatures get scary. Okay. It's a scary place. Penultimately, Bandersnatch. We talked about this uh, probably last month. It turns out, or rather has been revealed following a freedom of information request, that Netflix were actually analysing how we were watching the programme. Now, before you say, duh, that's what they do, this is actually because they were watching how you clicked. Yeah, they cho- this they copied your they copied they followed your choices. Yeah, Bandersnatch was an interactive choose your own adventure episode of television. So as opposed to just clicking on a film and watching it and they say, "Oh, he lasted an hour and then he he left." They followed every single user's pattern. Yeah, which you know is okay, but they didn't anonymize the data. They've actually just still got it tied to your yeah. person, which feels a bit creepy if they haven't asked your permission. And it's also, they, they say it's to better inform their own storytelling. Yeah. So basically, what, what, do you think about, what do you think about this then? I think, I think yeah, you can use data to make your stories better, but they should anonymize it. It doesn't make a difference if you know what users do what, or it shouldn't make a difference if you know what users do what if you're a clever person. And if you're going to be keeping data on people, 
and you're going to have it tied to their accounts, you should have to ask for permission. Okay, lastly, uh, the British actor Albert Finney died aged 82 last week. Of course, the Oscar-nominated star, probably best known from Skyfall and Erin Brockovich. He comes in at the end and you immediately fall in love with him. Uh, Big Fish as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's excellent in that. Yeah. Uh, He died uh, last week. Yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be missed. He was he was fab. I really like him in Skyfall in particular. Yeah, he was he was he was like the the good moment in that film. And uh, talking of sad things dying, Mars Rover, Opportunity, oh, has gone to sleep. Yeah, James, ex- explain this to me. So many many years ago, before before we really started being like a podcast at all, which you know is <laughs> a very long time. Yep. Um, Opportunity. A rover was shipped off to Mars, quite literally. And it was supposed to go on a 90-day mission to study Mars's geography and figure out if there was ever water on it and different little bits and pieces like that. And after 90 days, its batteries didn't run out like they expected them to. It kept chugging along, learning new things. Just kept on going. And if I remember correctly... That means it's now been going on for more... It had now been going on for more than 15 Earth years, which is like 5,000 and something Martian days instead of the 90. Yep, 5,000. Which is phenomenal. And it's absolutely charming. And I really hope it didn't have any kind of cognition or artificial intelligence that was cognizant because it would be very lonely, Colin. I know, man. I've just been reading about it. And I don't want it to have been lonely for 15 years. It landed on Mars in January 2004, which was... A month before Facebook was created, a year before YouTube uploaded its first video. Yeah. And George Bush was still in his first term as president. Yeah. And in all that time, it moved 45.16 kilometers. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. And but no, uh, it's an absolute charming little, little, little machine that was doing its job for far longer than expected. And I genuinely felt sad reading into it. I know, I saw it, and it said something like, it's, it's one of his last messages was, my battery's getting low, it's getting dark, or something. Yeah, it's getting dark. Something yeah. incredibly sad, I'm like, oh my. <laughs> okay, well, talking of batteries getting low, getting dark, it's already dark here, James, I think we should probably call it a day, or a night. We, sh- we really should. And yeah, night is the right word. Remind people how they can get in touch, and what they should say or do. Email us. And especially email us your reviews of things you have watched or read even in the last week. Let us know your thoughts. And email that to seesawparade at gmail.com or tweet us. In audio form. Seesawparade. Oh yeah, and actually record it because I don't want to have to read it. My reading is terrible. (laughs) Tweet seesawparade. You can go to the Facebook seesawparade. You can chat with Colin on Snapchat at seesawparade because I never log in there. I'm not sure if there's much else. I'd give you my address, but I don't trust you all. Right, that will do. We should get a P.O. box. <laughs> we should. P.O. box. Caesar Parade 5. Caesar, yeah, that, that's the one. Thanks. Okay. Uh, James, thank you very much for your company. I will see you. I'll speak to you at some point in the future. All right. Cheers, Colin. Have a good trip. I will do. Thanks. Right. I'll, Goodbye. I will, t- I, will t- I will take a picture with my MAGA hat on. Ah, that's a bad idea. I'm determined to find somebody with a MAGA hat and just to just to wear it. Oh boy, that's dangerous. That is. <laughs> we'll see how we'll You'll see how that goes. more if you're cred. <laughs> it's anyway. Yeah. It's fine. There's none left. Goodbye, listeners. Wish Colin all the best. See you later, Frozone. <laughs>